بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد باب كراهة التمن الموت بسبب ضر نزل به ولا بأس به لخوف الفتنة في الدين وعن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يتمنى احدكم الموت لا يتمنى احدكم الموت اما محسنا فلعله يزداد واما مسيئا فلعله يستعتب متفق عليه وهذا لفظ البخاري وفي رواية لمسلم عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا يتمنى أحدكم الموت ولا يدع, ولا يدع به من قبل أن يأتيه إنه إذا مات انقطع عمله وإنه لا يزيد المؤمن عمره إلا خيرا By way of introduction, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this world generally a place of dukh, pain, calamity, difficulties, hardships, trials. It's an entirely different matter that many of us are engaged in this so-called mission to try to make this world a jannat, a paradise. What terminology they give, an ideal home. However, the reality is that this world is not an ideal home. Ideal home Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept for us in jannat, in akhirat. We are strongly advised in the ahadith of Rasulullah not to desire hardships or difficulties. One day one sahabi was making dua. And what dua he was making? That oh Allah grant me sabr, grant me patience. Now obviously when does a person ask for sabr and patience? When a person faces difficulty and hardship, when a person faces trials, tribulations, that is the only time a person will ask for sabr and patience. So the sahabi is making dua. That, ya Allah, give me, give me patience, give me sabr. Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he heard the sahabi making this dua, he became extremely upset. And he remonstrated with him. Sa'alta Allah al-bala. Are you asking Allah for musibat? Are you asking Allah for trials and tribulations? Don't make such a dua. And then Nabi Sallallahu at that junction, he taught him a dua. He said, ask, atina fi dunya hasana, wa fil akhirati hasana, wa qina adab He said, ask Allah for good in this world, good in the hereafter, and ask Allah to save you from the punishment of Jahannam. So, desiring good, desiring ease, Desiring prosperity, desiring being saved from bala, from musibat, from calamity, from difficulty, from hardship. This is something that we are taught in hadith. But 
we have to understand the fact of the matter and the reality is that it is Allah's sunnat, it is Allah's system in this world that musibat, calamities, difficulties, hardships will come. Sometimes those difficulties will take on financial problems. Sometimes they will take on physical health disabilities and problems. Sometimes it will affect those that are near and beloved to us. Now the question is, when faced with that, what are we supposed to do? We are given beautiful advices. We are given the perfect example in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا For you in the Rasul of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most beautiful example. And look at how Allah tested his Habib. If this world was going to be an ideal existence, if this world was going to be a, a jannah, there was no one who had a greater right for that than Rasulullah sallallahu himself. Yet from the first step, before he is born, Allah takes his father away. After he is born, within a short space of time, the mother of Rasulullah is taken away. Infancy, he loses both his parents. By the time he reaches the age of eight, barefooted, he is tending sheep and camels in the mountains of Makkah because of dire poverty. Then by the time he reaches the age of eight, even his grandfather is taken away. His near and beloved family members. Then if you look at Rasulullah himself, in his lifetime, in infancy, both the sons of Rasulullah pass away. Then when he reaches the old age, the third son, almost at the age of five or six months, that child is also taken away. The daughters of Rasulullah in front of him are given talaq. Hardship upon hardship upon hardship. And in all this, in all this, Rasulullah gives his ummah such a great solace, such a great comfort. He said, whatever musibat, whatever hardship, whatever difficulty you face in this world, take comfort that I faced greater difficulty than that, the Mufum of the Hadith. Take comfort from what I went through. And in other words, follow the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How beautifully Nabi sallallahu summed up this entire matter. He said, Ajaban li amril mu'min. Ajaban li amril mu'min. He said, how, how unique. How unique and how beautiful and how astonishing is the affair of a mu'min, the manner in which Allah deals with him. Inna amrahu kullahu lahu khair. He says, Allah has kept good for you in everything. Allah has kept good for you in everything. When you become sick, Allah has kept good for you in that. When you face some financial difficulty, Allah has kept good for you in that. When you face some calamity, some hardship, Allah has kept good for you in that. You fall down, you break your leg, or you break your hand, or you hurt your head, or even if you get a fever, even if you get a fever, even if you get a headache, Allah has kept good for you in that. Walking somewhere, one thorn pricked you, Allah has kept good for you in that. In Asabatu Sarra U Shakara, Nabi Salaam goes on to explain this. He says, if Allah gives you good conditions, all you do is you make the shukar of Allah, and this is good for you. And if Allah tests you, if Allah tests you as is going to happen, if Allah tests you, then make sabr. Have patience. Persevere in the face of trial and tribulation. Fakana khayran lahu. Your dunya will be made, your akhirat will be made. 
All this I am mentioning, my respected brothers, by way of introduction, because my Imam Nawi, rahimahullah, this chapter which he has brought is an ajeeb chapter in the sense that if you understand the psych, in fact, this incorporates the psychology of life. What should we be doing in the face of difficulties and hardships? And what are the boundaries and parameters that Shariat has laid down for us which we should not cross? The heading, which I'm translating, Babu Karahati Tamannil Maut, Bisababi Durrin Nazalabihi. He said this chapter deals with the absolute detestability or the prohibition. This chapter deals with the prohibition of desiring death. The prohibition of desiring death. Why? Why would a person desire, I want to die now? Most of us, Allah forgive us, we are in a chakra to extend our lives. We are trying to make this dunya a jannat. So why would a person suddenly desire that I want to die? Allah must take me away. Because of some bisababi durrin. Imam Nawi rahimullah says, because some calamity happened, some problem happened, financial difficulty. Sometimes a person gets... His health goes in the wrong direction, ill health. Sometimes a person is facing some personal problems, anxiety, depression. These are things that happen. This is part of life. This is Allah's system. It's going to happen. So he says that when a person faces this, sometimes a person reaches a point where suddenly he desires, I want to die, Allah must take me away, I can't take all this now. This is something that is completely prohibited in Shariat. When faced with difficulty and hardship, make sabr. Don't desire that, Ya Allah, take me away. Why you gave me such a long life? I had enough. These are things we have to be... And people say these type of things. Particularly find we previously it used to be women. Or Masturat used to say this. Now we find even males are saying this type of thing. That, Ya Allah, why me? Why not somebody else? I had enough, take me away, this type of thing. These are things that are completely haram and prohibited in Sharia. Why? Because they carry an undertone of being dissatisfied with the decree of Allah. Have this much trust and have this much reliance in your Allah who created you that what is not going to put you through something that you can't bear. And there is only goodness in what Allah has kept for you. You can't see you can't see the overall picture. You're only seeing as far as your nose. You're only seeing in front of you. But have this much trust in Allah, reliance in Allah, dependence in Allah. That, Ya Allah, whatever you did for me, there is khair in it, there is good in it. How beautifully Rasulullah Sallallahu put it. He said, مَا يَزَالُ bala, مَا يَزَالُ bala bil mu'min fi nafsihi wa ahlihi wa malihi He said, this is Allah's system. Bala, musibat, test, trials, tribulations, hardships will carry on coming for a believer. Fi nafsihi, sometimes in his physical self, ill health, etc. Wa ahlihi, sometimes in his family members, a young child in the family will be taken away, or sometimes sometimes parents are taken away, or sometimes what we feel is a premature death of some family member. So this is Allah's system. Bala, musibat will come in yourself, in your family. Wa malihi, sometimes in your wealth. But what does Nabi Islam say? Become depressed, ask Allah to take you away, become upset? No. What is actually happening? Nabi Islam says, if he will make sabr, 
Allah is, this is Allah's system, all this is happening. Why? So that when he meets Allah, he is sinless. Allah wipes away all his sins. This is Allah's cleansing process. This is Allah's way of elevating him in the akhirat. Because jannat is the goal. Dunya is not the goal. Dunya is temporary. How temporary? How temporary? Nabi Islam said that the person who faced the most difficult life in this world, the person who faced the most difficult and the hardest life in this world, in akhirat, if he is taken and put for one millisecond, one millisecond in jannat, one millisecond. And then the question is asked to him that did you face any difficulty? He'll take qasam on Allah. He'll take an oath on Allah that Ya Allah never experienced any difficulty. Because that is akhirat compared to dunya. That is the wamahadi. Inna dar al-akhirat lahi al-hayawan. That is the real life. This is not the real life. This is just a passing phase. This is a pause underneath the tree. This is, a, this is like two and a half minutes compared to the life of akhirat. So the point, my respected brothers, Imam Nawi rahimullah brings this introduction, that this, the total prohibition, the detestability of desiring death when faced with difficulties and hardships in this world. However, however, Imam Nawi rahimullah, at the end of his heading, he brings an interesting point. He says, Wala ba'sabihi. There will be some permissibility. There is no problem in desiring death only in one instance. And what instance is that? لِخَوْفِ الْفِتْنَةِ فِي الدِّينِ Sometimes there is a fitna, a test where, you, where, there, where there is a very real possibility, Allah protect us. There is a very real possibility that your deen will get affected. You might lose your iman. In that instance, there is some levity where a person can desire that Allah must take him away to protect his deen. Otherwise there is no... There's no allowance for this in Sharia. We've run out of time, but I'll just translate the first part of the hadith. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yatamanna ahadakumul maut. Never ever desire death. Never ever ask Allah to take you away. Never ever desire death. Why? Imma muhsinan. If you are a person who is pleasing Allah, if you are doing good deeds, if you are a person who is pleasing Allah by having a longer life, فَلَعَلَّهُ يَزْدَادْ Perhaps you will earn even more in akhirat. So why are you desiring that Allah must take you away? And وَإِمَّا مُسِيئًا And if you are one who is displeasing Allah, if you are living a life of sin, if you are living a life of transgression, then by desiring death, what is happening? You are destroying the chance there is for you to make tawbah, for you to repair your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Islam says, Imam Musi'an, if you are a sinner, then it is possible that if Allah gives you a longer life, that you will repent. You, are, you still have the opportunity of correcting your relationship and making your akhirat. So in both instances, there is no faida and no benefit for you desiring death. If you are good, you are going to get even better. And if you are a sinner, then perhaps you will repent and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. In the riwayat of Muslim Sharif, also the narrator is Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala who says that Rasulullah sallallahu said, لا يتمنى أحدكم الموت Never ever desire death and don't make dua for it. من قبل يأتيه 
before it actually comes upon you. Why? Because when you die, all your actions will cease. It comes to an end. And by Allah giving you long life, for a believer this is only good for him. This is only good for him because of the neki and the opportunity, the chance and the opportunity he has to earn neki and to make his akhirat. This ahadith, there's some very, very important explanation that it requires. Inshallah, we'll continue.